Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas, a wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at OzarkFolkCenter.com. Hey everybody, this is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. If you like good fiddle and banjo music, you're going to love this week's show. We'll be featuring two young ladies who are taking old-time music to a new level, Anna and Elizabeth. Also this week, guest host Charlie Sandage will profile world-famous poet, balladeer, and storyteller Glenn Orland. And our keeper of the vault, Mark Jones, has found a dusty old recording of the Hall family singing Cowboy's Dream. All that this week on Ozark Highlands Radio. Elizabeth LaPrell lives on a farm in rural Retreat, Virginia, where she grew up, and has pursued her interest in mountain ballads for over a decade. She's been hailed as one of the most dedicated students of the traditional unaccompanied singing style of her generation. Anna Roberts-Gavalt is a voracious and curious multi-instrumentalist, originally from Vermont. She fell in love with the sound of the banjo in college, moved to the mountains, and learned with master musicians in Kentucky, Virginia, and North Carolina, becoming a top-notch fiddler and banjo player. The collaboration between Anna and Elizabeth spans worlds, from ancient Elizabethan ballads to the avant-garde music of today. Let's listen to them on our stage at the Ozark Folk Center State Park. Ready? 
I'm Elizabeth LaPrell, and I love to sing ballads. And um, yes, my parents are both music fans, um, and I did grow up in southwestern Virginia. Um, my parents are not, uh, my dad is, grew up partly there, but my mother was not from there. So um, I think a lot of people imagine when I say that I grew up in the mountains that, you know, my family was like in a cabin, in a holler, and we had never you know, met any other families for hundreds of years. So no, most of the songs that I learned, I learned from recordings or from friends, um, some from my mom, but which my mom also learned from recordings. Um, but the main thing is that I think my family really loved music and thought it was a, a fun thing to do, um, just to enter entertain each other. And uh, that was a great way to grow up. So a lot of this old music Elizabeth and I learn at archives, it means we go a lot to, um, to, to libraries and go to the basement of the library and listen to collections of recordings made in the 30s and 40s that often sound like this. day though <laughs> and um well we keep you keep we keep listening i guess our job is that we have to sift through the part of the sound to get to the <laughs> sound and then you kind of you're like a translator of the past um but we're really excited that we we had an old lady that we were able to bring with us um in here uh her name was margaret shipman and she was a singer um, from Massachusetts, and she was recorded in 1940, and, and we're gonna have her sing for you tonight. Far away, far away from Fort and There's no one left to love me now, and you may forget. But my heart will be with you wherever you may go. Can you look me in the face? When you wear the jacket red and the beautiful cockade, oh, I fear you will forget all the promises you made. With the gun upon your shoulder and the saber by your side, you'll be taking some fine lady and be making her your bride. Oh, if I were king of France, or still better, Pope of Rome, I'd have no fighting men abroad, no weeping maids at home. Oh, the right should be the might. Oh, the world should be at peace, and the right should be the might. I'd have those that made the quarreling the only ones to fight. I'm going far away, far away from poor Jeanette. There's no one left to love me now, and you two may forget. But my heart 
My name's Anna Roberts Javalt, and um, I grew up, I guess, in a lot of states, but my parents still live in Vermont in the countryside, and um, grew up with a journalist dad and a ton of artists and his and musicians in his family and my mom's family. Um, so from my dad, kind of fell in love with. He was he loved like on va family vacations going to just being a tourist in, in rural places. And we'd be like, where's dad? You know, and he'd be like, I met this farmer and he told me all about how he farmed and he invited us to our farm. And we're like, dad, oh my God. Cause we were, I was a teenager and we thought that was lame. But then I realized I kind of inherited that, that interest in, in being out in the world and, and meeting people and finding interesting and um, dear people to, to learn about the world through interviewing people and talking to strangers. I'll get up in my buggy 
With my life in my hand Good morning, young lady Good morning, young man And I see, and I see On the fourth day of July I often have wondered What makes women love men Then I look back and I wonder What makes men of them and I see and I see on the fourth As I, I played classical music as a child and then kind of fell into folk music and realized folk music was such a great way of moving through the world. Like you can really travel almost anywhere with a fiddle and it kind of allows you to meet people you might never have met and connect with, with people um, that you would have never been close to. But because you both play music, you can kind of share a moment with them or, or it's a way that people can talk about where they're from or what they care about, um, which, you know, you, you don't, if you're just a regular traveler, you don't always get that chance or that connection. But if someone's like, hey, is that a fiddle? And then that's usually a doorway into, into a culture, which has been really amazing way to travel and to live. So that's kind of, kind of fell into folk music through that storytelling approach to the world, I guess.
You've been listening to the amazing music of Anna and Elizabeth, recorded last year here at the Ozark Folk Center. In that set, they played John of Hazel Green, Gino and Jeanette, Old Kimball, and Here in the Vineyard. After this break, I'm going to head down to the vault to visit with my old pal Mark Jones, after which we'll hear more good music from Anna and Elizabeth. This is Ozark Highlands Radio. Well, here we are in that part of the show where I like to head down into the vault and visit with Mark Jones. Mark always comes up with some great, unusual tune that was recorded here years ago. Let's see what he's got for us today. Howdy, Mark. Hey there, Dave. How are you? Well, I'm doing pretty good. Looks like you got everything under control down here. I'm a trying. Have you found any good stuff for us this week? You know, there was so many family groups around here, and there just wasn't a whole lot to do. You know, a yeah. lot, lot to do. Small town. So uh, their entertainment most of the time was sitting around either a fire and singing old ballads and things like that, and playing guitars, playing instrument. And uh, did you know Herschel Hall? Oh, I did. Herschel was a great guy. He was a very unusual and really friendly fellow. His back was bent probably from, I don't know, polio or some childhood disease. But when I remember Herschel, he was a chairmaker here at the Folk Center. He worked in the Craft Village and made beautiful wooden chairs. From scratch. That's right. He sure did. And I also played pretty good rhythm guitar. Yep. Well, you know, his family, all of them were very talented. And um, I run across a recording of he and his family singing Cowboy's Dream. Well, let's listen to it. I think of a great host of cowboys. Rode with us here, but have gone. Roll on, roll on, roll on, little doggies. Roll on, roll on, roll on, roll on, roll on. Shall be represented in the earmark and brand. 
So that's a great recording, Mark. And you're absolutely right about the family thing. Something about Mountain View in this area. It just there's always been lots of families playing music together. I I attribute it to the fact that they didn't have any television here until way into the 60s. They just the signal wouldn't make it here. So people did what they always did all across America before radio and television. That is, they played music together. Don't you think? That's true. They and found a way to entertain themselves. That's right. And uh, then on Friday or Saturday, they'd gang up at the court square and play music yep. all night. Yep, out on the grounds in the summertime and up in the courtroom in the wintertime. Yeah. Yeah, those were the days, huh? That's true. Well, it's still going on here in Mountain View, though. By gosh, any Saturday night, if it's not raining or snowing, you'd think there's some kind of a festival going on here. There's always something going there on is always. here in Mountain View. Well, Mark, thanks a lot. That, that was very interesting. Well, thank you, Dave. This week's featured guests, Anna and Elizabeth, have performed across the country and in Europe. Highlights include the Newport Folk Festival, NPR's Tiny Desk Concert, the Chicago Folk Festival, the High Museum of Modern Art, and the Cambridge Folk Festival in the United Kingdom. Their work has been featured on radio programs both here and abroad. Here are some more interesting songs from Anna and Elizabeth. Girls are sweet as love. 
lump of gold Boys are sweet as candy Swing and turn Jubilee Live and learn Jubilee Swing and turn Jubilee Live and learn Jubilee Uh, just what we do when you think of um, music is just one one of the ways that we have to tell stories, probably the main way currently. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we thought of ourselves as musicians before we thought of ourselves as visual artists or as Definitely. actors or dancers or anything. Yeah. But um, it's I think our collaboration has always been about getting stories across. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that we share the most is that that interest. I think there, you know, there's other musicians I work with that we are more like, what about that chord and that chord and that chord? But I think there's always been a simplicity to how we approach the music together that is more about the text than the musical background um, and keeping things simple so that kind of letting everything serve the song and the story versus kind of getting too bogged down and thinking about the musical elements. Thanks so much. I'll do one that I learned in Kentucky.
such a big, powerful part of the music is, is its ability to bring people together who, like I said earlier, wouldn't necessarily be friends, people who you might share different politics or ways of life, or you might have had really different childhoods, but yet through playing the music, you get out of your comfort zone. There's been a huge change in me in having that experience of being able to befriend people who were really different than, you know, the other hippie kids I went to college with, I guess. And to me, it's really, it's a loss that young people can just learn the music without ever having that experience of, of that, either being in the mountains, which are beautiful and rich, or being around older people, because it's just, the music has always been intergenerational. That's what tradition is, is to do with communication across age groups. And I just feel like because of the internet, because um, of the availability of recordings, you can just kind of bypass that. And to me, that's, that's a shame. I feel the shadows now upon me I used to think of folk music as like, oh, it's guitar and banjo music. 
it's like pizza or it's like old crow medicine show it's like a certain sound and now i'm kind of like oh but what if we all thought of folk music as like this idea of regional like it's so hip to be regional now like people are like local buy food, local yeah. buy food buy local this buy local that and i think of folk music as this idea this mindset of like being interested in in what's around you and who's playing music and what music was where you lived a hundred years ago and what are the traces of that that still might be around. Yeah, or what, what's local to me, what was in my family or mm -hmm. like say in my community in this geographical spot. Yeah, yeah, but. And those are, I mean, you know, it's not like, it's not like those regional differences of the past have, gone away it's not like they're not real but um things are changing really 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 quickly That was a few gospel songs from our guests, Anna Roberts and Elizabeth Luprell. We heard Jubilee, A City Called Heaven, Sing Those Hymns, and Georgia Rowe. There's more to come from these dynamic ladies, but after this break, let's take a little time to hear Charlie Sandage's story of Arkansas's most famous cowboy singer, Glenn Orlin. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio.
You're going to be treated to a little different type of music now. One of our regular performers here has a ranch up on the mountain, up overlooking Mountain View here, up on Dodd Mountain. He's recognized all over the United States as a singer of traditional cowboy songs. Uh, also, uh, as a musician, he plays a lot of the traditional tunes played by the American cowboys. Also, quite a storyteller, and he does has a large repertoire of the poetry that's associated with cowboys. We'd like for you to get a chance to meet him and hear him. So would you greet now, Glenn Orland. Thank you. I'm going to start out with an old song about a ranch cook. His name was Boomer Johnson. Well, Mr. Boomer Johnson was getting old in spots, but you don't expect a bad man to go wrestling pans and pots. Boomer done his share of killing, but his draw was getting slow. He quits a punching cattle and he goes to punching dough. Well, the foreman up and hired him, thought the years had rode him tame, but a snake don't get no sweeter by the changing of his name. The great majority of regular performers at the Ozark Folk Center have always been folks from right around the Stone County area. And among them, Glenn Orland was most assuredly a little different type. Glenn was born in Minneapolis, but he began working in Nevada as a ranch hand at the age of 16. After a hitch in the U.S. Army, years as a working cowboy and rodeo hand all across the western U.S., he found his way to the Arkansas Ozarks in the early 1950s, looking for a cheap land where he could live out the dream of many old wranglers and run his own little ranch. But along the way, Glenn had picked up hundreds of authentic cowboy songs, poems, and stories. When the Ozark Folk Center opened in 1973, a repository of a whole different American folk tradition was available just up on Dodd Mountain. Now killing folks and cooking ain't so very far apart. I reckon that's why Boomer kept a practice in his art. With the front side of his pistol, he could cut a pilot slick. He rolled it with the barrel just to make the edges stick. But One local would-be songwriter described Glenn as an authentic, Ozark, genuine, singing, Scandinavian cowboy. I do a lot of the old cowboy poems and... And one I often get asked to do is written by Wally McRae up in Montana. And it's a real serious subject. Maybe it'll be some comfort to you. It's about reincarnation. So it goes like this. What is reincarnation? A cowboy asked his friend. It starts, his old pal told him, when your life comes to its end. They comb your hair and wash your neck and clean your fingernails Puts you in a padded box away from life's travails. Now the box in you goes in a hole that's been dug in the ground. Reincarnation starts in when you're planted beneath that mound. Them clods melt down just like the box and you who is inside. And that's when you're beginning your transformation ride. And in a while the grass will grow upon your rendered mound until someday upon that spot a lonely flower is found and then a horse may wander by and graze upon that flower that once was you and has now become your vegetative bower 
Now the flour that the horse done eat along with his other feed makes bone and fat and muscle that's essential to the steed. But there's a part that he can't use, and so it passes through. And there it lies upon the ground, this thing that once was you. And if perchance I should pass by and see this on the ground, I'll stop a while and I'll ponder at this object that I've found. And I'll think about reincarnation and life and death and such. And I'll come away concluding, why, you ain't changed all that much. Thank you. You could characterize Glenn's onstage presentation style as wry or authentic, but perhaps the best adjective would be unpredictable. Thank you. There's one more verse, but mercifully I forgot it, so. You know, I don't like it too darn much myself. So. Gonna sing a song from old Mexico for you. It's called Tirayos. That literally means what raised, but it's used in the sense of what's the matter. So it goes like this. Glen Orland was known and treasured far beyond Mountain View, Arkansas. In 1985, he was named a National Heritage Fellow by the National Endowment for the Arts. He appeared twice on Garrison Keillor's Prairie Home Companion, and he performed at festivals all across the U.S. and Canada. In 1973, the University of Illinois Press published his collection of his favorite cowboy songs entitled The Hellbound Train. We'll leave Glenn singing the title song from an LP based on that collection. My imps torment you forevermore Then the cowboy awoke with an anguished cry his clothes were wet and his hair stood high And he prayed as he had never prayed before To be saved from hell's front door His prayers and pleadings were not in vain For he never We're so lucky here in Mountain View, Arkansas, that quality artists like Anna Roberts-Gavalt and Elizabeth LaPrell pass through here. All of us musicians try to soak up new licks and styles, a sort of cross-pollination that I suppose has been going on as long as musicians have traveled to new places. Let's finish this week's show with three more tunes from Anna and Elizabeth. We're going to slip this one in. This is a song from the 1950s, fairly recent. It was written by a lady named Connie Converse. And it's about um, being in love with someone who's possibly more in love with their job than with uh, their wife. This one is about a sailor. When my man goes to sea, he steps so high and free. I 
think I know as I watch him go that he has no need for me, for me. And when my man comes home and waits a while to roam, I think I see as he smiles at me that he's dreaming of the foam, the foam. I'm not a pious Christian, and I do not go to Mass, but I pray to Father Neptune to let him safely pass. I sing to the God with a three-pronged rod and the whiskers wild and free, cause I've got a man with a beard and a tan and a passion for the sea. He rides through the foam, the cold and the warm, and he loves to risk his neck. And I'd like to know when he goes below That it's just below the deck Oh, Neptune, Father Neptune, I'll tell you fair and true That if you should lose my sailor I'll sing no more to you When he's home from sea He's half with me and he's gone when I close the door And it's still his creed that he has no need for a wife Except on shore I know it's a boat that keeps him afloat, but I'd like to think it's me. And if it were not for this, I would sink to the depths of the sea. Father Neptune. Yeah, when we describe our band, often we'll just say mountain music because it feels somehow more, it's like vague. It doesn't tell you anything about what it actually sounds like. And it's like also even more vague than Appalachian music so that it can include New England. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, cause yeah, kind of inspired by that idea of like, man, if we really want people to think about their roots through folk music, like we should do that research for our own lineage at least we're the place we connect to. So my family's been in New England for so long, so just starting to learn, whoa, there's all this folk music in New England, and a lot of it wasn't carried on past the 40s, especially the ballads. Partly, this is fascinating, partly because of the reach of some radio stations from West Virginia that were broadcasting country music. So it was like Southern music became really big in New England in like the 40s and bluegrass music. So people were learning that music the New England ballads weren't ever funneled into any commercial music. So anyway, but it's been fascinating to think about New England identity. It's not a place that I thought folk music was from growing up there. Gone across the mountain, oh, fare you well. Gone across the mountain, hear my banjo tell.
I feel like very mission driven in my life to both be a student of all of this old material and kind of free myself as much as I can to combine it in my brain in interesting ways or make new connections or pull out beautiful details um, and then share it with people. I think the role of the artist since the beginning of time is to help other people take a moment in their day to see how beautiful the world is. And sometimes that beauty is terrifying and terrible beauty. And sometimes it's like the beauty of love and a sunset and a sweet story about a sweet old lady. But that like art in our world is that source of light and the source of transcendence. And it's what makes a culture. And so I guess I feel like for me, being an artist is like trying to look around and find little morsels of beauty and then share them with people so that we can all have that transcendent moment together. Because it's not an easy world to live in always. So those moments are really vital to our survival.
look for me That was three more fine tunes from Anna Roberts Gavalt and Elizabeth Luprell. Father Neptune, Going Across the Sea, and Mother in the Graveyard. That about wraps it up for this week. Be sure and listen in next week for more music that you'll never hear further up the radio dial. I'm Dave Smith. Bye, everybody. Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton. Additional support for this program comes from the Committee of 100, proudly supporting the Ozark Folk Center State Park since 1974. Arkansas State Parks, with 52 unique reasons to visit the natural state. On the web at ArkansasStateParks.com. And by Stone Bank, with deep roots in Mountain View and a deep respect for those who preserve our heritage. More information about what it means to bank Boulder is at StoneBank.com. For information on upcoming shows and events, we are on the web at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. Until next time, I'm Donna Farrar.